Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes. No, babe, are you ready? Do you know what a cassette is? Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today. So, music? A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator. Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. 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 90.3 KRNU, welcome to the mixtape. I am Casey Richter. I'm your host, and usually I have a guest on this show, but this week it is just me because, frankly, it is getting really hard to find people to be on the show when you can't really leave your house. Thanks, coronavirus. Anyway, this week on the mixtape, I decided to do something a little different. We're going with a locality, and there's no great reason for it. Other than I heard some rock set last night, it was pretty great, and I read a news article about Sweden this morning, so I've got Sweden on the brain. Therefore, this week's mixtape is all about the music of Sweden, which is pretty fantastic because Sweden has got some great music. Lots of different genres like metal, pop, and club music, hip-hop, and Rick Alloway would tell you that there is an exploding barbershop scene in Sweden. Fantastic. Chef's kiss. So I've got a 10-song Swedish mixtape for you, and we are going to start with a late garage rock revival band called The Hives. The Hives formed in the early 90s, and there were a bunch of bands like this. The Strokes, The Vines, The Hives all kind of came out about the same time. But The Hives are interesting because the story goes that there was like a Svengali kind of pulling the strings of this band, a la NSYNC or New Kids on the Block. There's much speculation about this Svengali. His name is Randy Fitzsimmons. And there have been a lot of questions over the years about whether Randy is a real person or just kind of an alter ego creation of one of the band members. Randy is credited with writing their songs, managing the band, also is responsible for the Hive's signature look if you believe in Randy, anyway. The Hives put out a few EPs and had an early studio album and got some success with that. In 2000, they recorded Veni Vidi Vicious. Now, that one was a big deal. They recorded it on an indie, but immediately Universal took note and uh, decided to sign them. So they did Hate to Say I Told You So, which was the big hit. Then they put out Tyrannosaurus Hives in 04. Lots of European music awards on that. The U.S. didn't really catch on, but they continued to be quite popular popular overseas. Then they did the Black and White album and another couple, but they pretty much faded off into the oblivion. Now, the Hives may not have had a bunch of hits, but you do know them. You've heard them all over the place. That's the kind of music that's perfect for commercials and TV shows because it's rock, but it's catchy. It sounds a little nostalgic, like garage rock from the 70s with a little more pop polish. Perfect soundtrack material. Here's Sweden's own The Hives to kick off the Swedish mixtape. It's Hate to Say I Told You So on 90.3 KRNU.
Welcome back to the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. I am your host, Casey. Don't forget, you can check us at the mixtape KRNU on Twitter. There you can find Spotify playlists so you can take a listen to the show after the fact. And we're happy to have you today for the Swedish mixtape hosted all by myself. I do not have a guest. I don't have any Swedish friends. You just heard Save Tonight from Eagle Eye Cherry. Kind of a cool jam from 1997. Very much in that late 90s acoustic pop. We had a grunge hangover and we just wanted some music that was easy. Eagle Eye Cherry is Swedish. His dad was a jazz musician. His mom was a painter. And his half-sister is Nena Cherry, who had a hit in the late 80s called Buffalo Stance. Eagle Eye Cherry was also an actor before he was a singer. So there you have it. That's all the Eagle Eye Cherry information anyone could ever want to know. We are rocking all of this music from Sweden. And uh, we're going to take a hard turn right now because you cannot talk about Swedish music without talking about Swedish heavy metal. Metal is a big deal in Sweden. There are a lot of great Swedish metal bands like Amana Marth and Opeth. But I want to talk about a, a kind of controversial Swedish band. And that is Ghost. Ghost, you might know them as Ghost BC. We'll get to it in a second. So Ghost is one of those bands that has an origin story. More so than we went to high school together and picked up guitars. I'm talking about a real origin story. They were formed in 2006, according to a nameless ghoul. The story, according to said ghoul, is that upon playing the most metal riff of all time, other ghouls were pulled to him. And they formed a band. I know that sounds like a Tenacious D song, and I totally agree with you, but that is Ghost's origin story. Said riff was so fantastic, it required formation of a band. Now, Ghost, the band, has a leader. His name is Papa Emeritus. They wear robes and masks and costumes, and they've got sick metal riffs and satanic lyrics, and they freak out the squares, and they perform in complete anonymity. It makes people very uncomfortable. All right. So the collection of ghouls put out Opus Eponymous. That was in 2010 and they toured on it. So that was when they kind of started getting a little bit of play in the U.S. They toured with Mastodon and a couple other heavy hitters. Now, this is where Ghost BC comes in because in America, they sort of assumed that Ghost, because it was such a pervasive word that that would be a copyrighted name so they went by ghost bc because they didn't want to get sued but eventually they did drop the bc so back to papa emeritus papa emeritus is the leader of the group papa emeritus left the group then we had a second papa emeritus and then a third papa emeritus But guess what? It's all the same Papa Emeritus. They're just changing costumes and the look of the band and pretending it's a new dude. But you would have no real way of knowing. Because again, all masked. They were on to their third, first, Papa Emeritus for the album Meliora, which was their big breakthrough in the U.S. And they actually got a Grammy for that one, Best Metal Performance. Now, after that album, there was some litigiousness because Tobias Forge, who is not not Papa Emeritus, was sued by some former ghouls for some royalties, but also bad blood because they claim he's trying to change the band from a real band, i.e. organic gathering of metal-loving ghouls, to Tobias Forge's super sweet band with a rotating lineup. And they claim that he's trying to do that because, you know, he is. Some people love the shock of Ghost. Some people hate it. Metal fans say that it's not metal enough. 
Some metal fans really love the campiness of it. It's blasphemous and sacrilegious. And like I said, it really freaks out the squares, which can be delightful and art in its own way. It is very European, a little bit glam, a little bit electronic, but definitely metal. And they are Grammy Award winners. So here is Ghost, a nameless, faceless collection of ghouls. The Square Hammer on the Swedish mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
Welcome back to the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. Thanks for checking it out. I am Casey. I'm your host, and I am by myself this week for this Swedish mixtape. 10 songs from bands from Sweden, and it's all over the map, folks. We have already had The Hives, Ghost, Eagle Eye Cherry, and what you just heard was a metal band from Stockholm, Sweden called Drain STH. I felt like it was important to play some metal from Sweden because they have so much great metal music in that part of the world. Drain STH is a fave. They came out with a couple albums, but in the late 90s, 1999, I believe, they had an album called Freaks of Nature that was a pretty big deal. It was sort of perfectly timed for the new metal scene. It was four women in the band, and uh, they were all very tall, helped by these giant platform leather boots that they wore as well and the music is heavy but it's melodic lots of great harmonies in drop d tuning what could possibly be better for a girl wearing leather pants in the 90s i dare you to think of something so that's drain sth again they are from sweden on this swedish mixtape the members went on to do lots of cool things one of them worked with al jorgensen from ministry Several went on to be in other bands, and one married Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath. That's pretty rock and roll, if you ask me. This mixtape is music from Sweden, and we are going to play a lot of it. Now, Sweden is known for metal, but they are also known for some pretty fantastic pop music and dance music. People like ABBA in the 70s, Roxette in the 80s and 90s, Ace of Bass in the 90s, and these guys in the late 90s, early 2000s. So let's talk about the Cardigans. As a child of the 90s, the Cardigans really hit a lot of notes for me. The Cardigans are a Swedish pop group, but there was definitely some alternative stuff going on with this band. They formed in a Swedish city I am not going to even attempt to pronounce because it is not Stockholm at all, and they formed in 1992. The band members' names are equally difficult to pronounce, but there is a Lars and a Svensson in there. Their female lead singer, on the other hand, I can definitely pronounce that, her name is Nina, and her voice became a really big identifying feature of the band. And their second album, Life, came out in 1995. That was the one that hit it big in the U.S. because Love Fool was put on the soundtrack to the Leonardo DiCaprio vehicle, Romeo and Juliet. That song, Love Fool, became such a huge hit that they even got to go on Beverly Hills 90210. And listen, if you get the opportunity to go on Beverly Hills 90210 with other rock royalty like Color Me Bad and Jade, you take it. The 90s were a wild time. So anyway, the Cardigans had some other notable tracks. My Favorite Game is a pretty great song by the Cardigans as well. They took a break in the 2000s, but they reunited, played some shows since. They're a really solid band from Sweden, and we're going to kind of do a little pop block here with the Cardigans. This is Love Fool on the Swedish mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. I am Casey. You can check out the mixtape on Twitter at the mixtape KRNU. Thanks so much for checking it out this week, and I hope you're happy you did because you're getting a whole lot of music from Sweden. You just heard Ace of Bass. All the bands we're playing on the mixtape this week are from Sweden. Ace of Bass, uh, a lot of people think that they are like ABBA in that they have two men and two women and that maybe they're couples or something like that. But Ace of Bass is actually three siblings, two sisters and a brother, and then uh, like an extra dude named Ulf. They formed in the early 90s, 1992, and they put out a couple albums. The first one was called Happy Nation, which sounds like a really... I don't know, European title for an album. And so when they got picked up in the U.S., they actually reissued that as the sign. That had the sign, of course, Don't Turn Around and All That She Wants. Incredible, huge hits on that album. Yes, you could call it a guilty pleasure, but hopefully more pleasure than guilt. That album, The Sign, was certified nine times platinum. It was the best-selling album of 1994, if you can believe that. And Ace of Base has so many hits, they have a greatest hits album. Do I own it? Listen, you don't get to ask me questions. This is my show. 
As I mentioned, if Ace of Base reminds you of anyone, it is probably ABBA, who is like the OG Swedish pop group. They are enormously famous, and it's the model that Ace of Base was signed on and made records on. So ABBA formed in Stockholm in 1972, and their name is an acronym, ABBA, so it's the first letters of their first names. Agnetha, Bjorn, Benny, and Ani Fried, who would later go by Frida. ABBA was one of the most commercially successful acts of all time. They were primarily making music between 74 and 82, but as we all know, there is a musical made from their music called Mamma Mia. Meryl Streep was in the movie. I mean, it gets no more credible than that. ABBA has huge hits like Waterloo and Dancing Queen. They're even in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, inducted in 2010. In the early 80s, when they decided to dissolve the group, the members of the group went on to do other things. So Benny and Bjorn actually went into musicals and helped with some of the music from the musical Chess. Frida went on to do solo stuff of her own. She even had a a bit of a hit. I Know Something's Going On. That album was produced by Phil Collins. Again, heavy hitters. There are a number of ABBA tribute bands, like Bjorn Again. That's my favorite name for an ABBA tribute band. Bjorn Again. Fantastic. But when you think of music from Sweden, you think of ABBA, and you think of this song. This is Dancing Queen, the Swedish mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. I am still Casey and I am still talking about music from Sweden. I can't stop. 
I don't even have a guest this week. That's how much I wanted to talk about this. <laughs> that was Robin dancing on my own, uh, preceded by Dancing Queen from ABBA. So hopefully you just had like a good eight minutes of just a boogie wonderland. Robin Miriam Carlson, um, just stylized as Robin, is from Sweden. She has been around for a very, very long time. She was an actress in the beginning of her early career, but then started putting out pop records when she was 14 or 15, really, really young. She had a big hit in the U.S. called Show Me Love pretty early in her career, but she got so huge internationally with pop music and club music that she had to take a break in the late 90s. She kept putting out albums. I think she has eight or nine total now, but um, she stopped touring quite as much. Now, Robin recently has had an even bigger resurgence because in the mid-90s, we had a big moment for like club and house music then it sort of went away in the mainstream culture but the last few years she has been coming back in a major way in that scene and as an advocate and a huge icon in the lgbtq plus community which is super great robin is part of a long tradition of fantastic female-led pop music coming out of sweden so i wanted to give her a little love I wanted to show her love. You got it. All righty. Time to move on to our last two tracks on this Swedish mixtape. I'm very, very excited to upset your worldview. Uh, Maybe make you do a quick Google on this next little bit. I want to pivot to some rock music and specifically a band called Europe. Europe was formed in the late 70s. Sort of in the tradition of a lot of 70s classic rock style bands, Foreigner Journey, all of those kinds of things. It has that same vibe, like the Scorpions, a little bit European, but still very much in that vein. Europe actually got their breakthrough by winning a television competition, which is the same way ABBA got started. So that's kind of fun. And they started making music. It was actually their third album in 1986 that had their big break in the U.S., and that was the song The Final Countdown. So guys, here's where I make you sad. People will tell you, and I would have been a person that told you this too, that The Final Countdown is from Rocky IV. That is the Mandela effect, folks. The Final Countdown was not in Rocky IV. Here is the song from the montage in Rocky IV. And here is part of the final countdown. And that is not the same song. But people think that the final countdown was in Rocky IV, and it has become such a pervasive thing to believe and to say that now you actually seem wrong by saying that it is not, in fact, in Rocky IV. It's not on the soundtrack. It is not from that movie. No, no. No, the final countdown didn't even come out until the year after Rocky IV. Nevertheless, the final countdown does have a similar sound to that song in Rocky IV. It has sold over 3 million copies in the United States, 15 million worldwide. It was a huge song for the band Europe. The lyrics are pretty crazy, too, because the final countdown has nothing to do with, like, the final countdown before a big match or something. The final countdown is about going to space. In fact, the lyrics of the song are about leaving the earth behind, and this is the countdown to blast off until you go live your life on Venus. So there you have it. Europe, the final countdown. Listen closely, kids. It's a weird one. On the Sweden mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. 
Welcome back to the mixtape. Oh, I love this one so much. Peter Bjorn and John. That one is called Young Folks. 
And uh, it is the final track on our Swedish mixtape. Ten songs from ten groups from Sweden. Peter Bjorn and John are an indie pop alt group from Sweden. Uh, You probably recognize that song. It came out in the mid 2000s like 2006 and it's been on a bunch of video games and tv shows it's got that signature whistle kind of an earworm song for you we have covered some distance we had the folksy indiness of peter bjorn and john just a moment ago we also in this hour had ghost and abba and eagle eye cherry and the hives and europe the final countdown what haven't we done folks we haven't gone to norway that's for sure So these 10 songs, these Swedish groups, hopefully gave you a nice little cross-section of what a country like Sweden can offer. The best in death metal, the best in clubby pop music, and some good stuff in between. Yngwie Malmsteen is Swedish. I mean, I'm just saying. I could do more mixtapes on Sweden. I won't, but I hope you enjoyed this one. Keep listening to it in your car, and if you need to add any tracks to it, I recommend pretty much everything by Roxette. I'll talk to you next week with a new mixtape. Thanks for tuning in. Interrupting all programs. This is a radio crash from Pirate Satellite. Orbiting your living room, cashing in the Bill of Rights. Cumin army surplus or a few.